Memoirs of a Fallen Star An Autobiography Written and read by Chris Cordes I am the author Introduction Who is Chris Cordes? Well, this is a more intimate biography and it talks about my childhood, my luxurious life, my obsession with fame, and untold stories. This is a free-flow book, which means there are no chapters, just written notes and statements. People want to know why I quit the internet. Well, because there's a lot of drama. I decided to quit the internet because I don't want to do internet radio anymore. I'm more interested in doing television and fashion wanting to have my own perfume fragrance. Those are my dreams, and that's what I want to do. And I wanted to work with Victoria Beckham so she can teach me fashion, like she learned fashion from Marc Jacobs and other designers. I wanted to be a sponge, just like her, to learn about fashion, to make my own designs. My childhood... I had a really good childhood. My parents were very, very loving, very caring. I was very spoiled as a child. Whatever I want, I got when I was 14 or 16, I think. I got the first iPhone, whatever I wanted, my dad and mom used to give me. I've had a very luxurious life, and I've always had whatever I wanted handed to me on a silver platter. I didn't have many friends growing up, but I did have incredible neighbors who took me to their church, and I made lots of friends there. So, I've had a good life except for one incident when I was 10 years old. I was raped by a janitor in our school. Not once, but twice, and he told me that if I told anyone, he would kill me. So I kept quiet and then told my parents when I was 18. My obsession with fame. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to become a singer. I wanted to become the most famous singer in the world. Every day I would come back from school and I would put on a tape of Mariah Carey, her Madison Square Garden concert, and I would watch it. And I would dream that I would be in a big Madison Square Garden with people there cheering me on and me singing. Well, that, that fell apart because at the age of 16, I started smoking a lot. I had four beautiful octaves, and now they're gone because of my smoking. I love luxury. I've always loved luxury. I've been blessed with being allowed to have luxury. I've always had it in my life. I have two, three phones, very expensive ones, Fendi watches, Gucci watches, Dior watches, Everything that I want, I have. Everything that I need, I have. 
But let me tell you something. Money really does not bring you happiness. If I gave you right now $1 billion, after a year, you're going to get bored with it. You're going to spend it being excited, but then you'll come back to normal and it will be like you had nothing, like you received nothing. Every celebrity that I met, I found out that they're not happy. They're not happy with their lives. And I found out the truth to happiness, and that's why I've been doing self-help books and selling them all around the world. Because happiness doesn't come from money or fame. Happiness comes from within. It's your inner soul. That's what makes you really happy. It's a decision. It's a choice that you have to make because fame will not bring you happiness. Trust me on that. Fame and money will not make you happy at all. At the age of 25, I decided to go to Bali on a luxurious vacation. At the airport, I was sitting there and the plane was really late. So I went to a flight attendant in the airport and asked him, I, as jokingly, I asked him, I said, why is the plane late? He says, I don't know. I said to him, well, I hope there's nothing wrong with the plane. I hope it doesn't crash. And then he said, crash? You can't say that word. You can go to jail for it. He took my passport. That's where my fears started to begin. I started getting hallucinations. I started feeling fear and anxiety. He finally gave me back my passport passport and let me travel to Bali. But all the way in the plane, I was having visual hallucinations that I was being beaten and beaten by, by police officers. I finally made it to Bali, the most beautiful island in the world. I took a tour and saw the temples, met with many gurus. It was very beautiful, very exciting. But inside, I was dying. I was feeling fear, fear of going back home, fear of being persecuted. And when I finally came back home, I was supposed to stay there for a week. I came back home after two days. I told my parents, I think there's something wrong. I need to see a psychiatrist. So I saw a psychiatrist and I was diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder that has nothing to do with schizophrenia and nothing to do with bipolar. It's a separate disorder where you get a lot of psychotic thoughts of fear, persecution, and thoughts that are unreal, not true, and a lot of worries. So I started taking medications and they wouldn't work. We changed doctors so many times. Now I finally found a good doctor and I'm starting to heal. And, and it caused a lot of weight gain. And then I lost the weight, became a size zero model. And things of that nature. 
My family has always been extremely supportive of me. Even they know that I'm gay and they're very supportive and loving and caring. I'm so blessed to have a family like that and I love them so dearly. Love you, mom. Love you, dad. I'm very, very grateful to having a loving family. In my career, I've noticed a lot of ups and downs with celebrities, with my reviews about movies, with my reviews about music. And most of my career was on the internet. I owned crime TV. I owned online radio stations. But I was not happy. I was doing it for the fame. And when I finally got the lots and lots of listeners, it didn't mean much to me anymore. At first, it feels amazing. But then the feeling goes away. It's like when I was handed a lot of money, I was happy, excited at first, but then the feeling goes away. It's temporary. Having lots of money, the feeling is so temporary. I remember one day I was really upset and I said, I'm going to go on a shopping spree in London. I went to Knightsbridge. I went to Harrods. I bought lots of stuff, face creams and clothes. Then I went behind Harrods on Sloan Street. I bought gloves from Dolce & Gabbana. I bought so many things. I was invited to the Christian Dior. They had a demonstration for their uh, luxury jewelry called the Belladonna Collection. It was interesting. And I had a good friend called Komiko. She was from Japan. We used to go to the Mandarin Oriental every day and have afternoon tea with champagne. It was around 60 pounds. And... It comes with like cakes and sandwiches and bagels and you get the coffee or the tea of your choice and then you get a champagne. It was really nice. I enjoyed it. But all of these feelings are temporary. Yes, they're good as memories when you look back. But the way you feel afterwards is alone. But the truth is we are not alone. We are one collective. We are oneness. We're all connected. Our souls, we're all connected as one. A lot of people don't believe in God, and that's really sad because look at all this beautiful creation. Who created it? Who created us? When amazing things happen to us, we wonder, is it us that did it, or is it God? I have never had a relationship. I have never had a boyfriend. And I think that's what made me want to become more and more famous because I never received love from a relationship. Sure, I've had one-night stands in Canada and in London, but that's not happiness. That's just a little temporary pleasure. And that is why my... My obsession with with fame just rose. It just 
kept on rising and rising and me wanting to become famous like Pepsi. That's what I've always said. I want to become famous like Pepsi. And I just understood in the end that when you do receive fame and more money, you don't get happiness. Happiness is not those things. It is the opposite of these things. You go to India, beautiful India. You see these little boys and girls on the street playing together in the mud. And they're so happy. They're poor. They have no money. They have little to eat. But they look happy. And they're smiling and giggling. And they're happy together. The reason why I wanted to make this book is for people to understand that if you're striving for fame and money, you will get the opposite of happiness. More fame, more money will make you more secluded. It will make you more alone because everybody's going to want money from you. Everybody's going to want favors from you. Everybody's going to want something from you. So fame and money will not bring you happiness. Sure, I still love luxury and I like attention, but that's just temporary joy. It's not happiness. Yes, I like to treat myself going once a week, getting a massage at a nice spa, going swimming, buying watches, buying clothes. It's nice, but it's all temporary. After a while you feel like doing it again it's like alcoholics they drink alcohol to feel better after six seven hours it's over and the next day they want to do it again so that's like being a shopaholic I'm not a shopaholic but I'm just saying that this is what happens when you have lots of money the more you have money the more you will be more alone and the more you'll have more insecurities. The first time I met Lady Gaga was in Dubai at the airport in the VIP room with all the press and she was wearing a beautiful gown made out of diamonds and a tiara that was made out of blue sapphires done by a local designer and I got to hand her flowers. I was the only one who had flowers and I got to ask her a question. So, and then we were invited to the concert, which was amazing. The first song was Venus and I enjoyed it very well. We got front row seats and it was incredible. I really enjoyed it. The more I've met celebrities, the more I've investigated as a journalist, I found them so unhappy, so alone, so filled with despair. Because when you're in the public eye, your life is no longer private. Everything is out there. And don't think being a celebrity will make you happy. It won't. It really won't. It's a temporary high, and then you feel low. It's like heroin. Imagine you were here with me now, and I decided to buy you a Bugatti. 
which is the most expensive car in the world, is $1.5 million. You'd be so happy and excited and you'd love the leather and the car and the luxury of it. After a month, your feelings will change. You'll get used to having the car and after three months, you'll start to get bored. But I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I am very materialistic and I've always been this way and I will always love luxury and enjoy it and when I was in Canada I was in a beautiful home with heated floors and heated walls and it was very luxurious and beautiful I studied there at Columbia Academy broadcasting and journalism I was my first assignment from my television teacher, Claudine Grant. She, uh, she was a Fox Sports anchor on Fox News in Las Vegas. And I got a case called the Kelly Ellard case. I'm not going to go too much into details, but it's about this girl, Kelly. And she's a racist, and she brought her friends... And took this call, this girl called Rina, who is from India. They started burning her with cigarettes, and then Kelly drowned her. When I was in the court, I remember, I came early. There was nobody there, and they brought in Kelly Ellard. I saw her face. She had no emotions. She was a complete sociopath. No emotion. And I got to cover the case. I interviewed Rena's parents. I was the only one who got the exclusive. And then all the TV stations got my interview. I was very proud of myself. Then I learned how to be an anchor, how to read on the teleprompter. I learned how to do radio commercials. I learned editing. It was very fun. I had a good friend called Beverly B and Marielle and Marie Bernard. They were all good friends of mine and I enjoyed them very much. In my childhood, I had good friends too. I had a friend called Sara and a friend called Liz. They were very supportive of me, but they did bully me a lot because of my weight. They bullied me too much to the extent where I was very sad and depressed. And I finally left and I didn't speak to them anymore. They came from a very strong Christian Baptist frame of mind that everything is a sin. Everything is wrong. I remember coming out of the church one day and I was 18 already and I wanted to smoke a cigarette and there was this guy called Rusty. He came up to me and said, you, you are going to go to hell just like all the Catholics. And I was shocked and surprised and this stayed with me. This really hurt me and this book is about me telling you how really sensitive I am. I can say horrible things about people, but when they say horrible things about me, I can't take it. 
I can't. I'm too sensitive. I'm extremely sensitive. And that is a problem with my attitude, a problem with my the way I act. I get very hurt easily, and that's one reason why I quit the internet. I have no social media. I never had a Twitter, nor Facebook. There are some fake accounts right now on Facebook about me. And they're all fake. It's estimated that there are around 70 to 80,000 fake Facebook profiles of fake people. Some of them are stalkers and serial killers trying to get their praise online. I did a book about serial killers before. So it's very important to know who you add on on Facebook. Moving on. I'm a real PETA supporter. PETA means people for the ethical treatment of animals. I'm really against animal killings. I did a very big audio documentary on YouTube that got 58,000 views. It's called Save Japan Dolphins. But I'm not going to lie to you. I do eat meat, but I try not to eat meat as much as I can. But it's very, very difficult for me because I love fish and I love beef. I'm also a UN and UNICEF advocate. I always donate money to UNICEF and to the UN. Hopefully, I will become a UN ambassador one day because I really want to help human rights and human rights is all we've got we need to fight for who we are we need to stand strong with our beliefs we need to have freedom of speech everyone should be able to use their voice and to do whatever they want using their voice and say whatever is on their mind people are allowed to talk about their beliefs If I had the choice to live in a house, no matter how luxurious it is, I would prefer to stay in a hotel because I love being pampered a lot. I loved staying in England at the Dorchester, the Landmark, and the Ritz, and there's so many other hotels, the Mandarin Oriental, and in Canada, the Four Seasons in Vancouver, Lots of other countries too. If I have to be truthful with you, I have to tell you that I cannot live without luxury. I cannot live without having an expensive life because I'm used to it ever since I was a child. As I said before, everything I want, I got. No excuses. Everything I've ever wanted, I got. Because of my well-being and my mental state, my parents are, let's say, they take care of my money. I don't control my money anymore. They control it. They control my house, estate. They control everything because I'm a very, very big spender. If you gave me $10,000 today right now, I would spend it in an hour. That's how 
I have to admit, I am a shopaholic then. I love shopping, I love luxury, and there's, there's a reason why my parents are in control of my money. I went to boarding school in England when I was 14. I went to Warminster School. It's two hours away from London, next to Stonehenge in Wilshire. And I hated it, to be honest with you. It was like the army. There was one guy who abused me a lot. Physically, he would beat me up because he knew that I liked boys and not girls. This was a different time. People were not like now. In this, in England now, it's a hate crime if you do stuff like that. They assigned an older guy who was in grade 12, which means in England, I forgot the name. Grade 12 is the last year. And he was supposed to um, chaperone me wherever I go so I wouldn't be bullied or beaten by this guy. So wherever I went, this this guy was with me protecting me. Even when we had our gathering and parties, he would always be standing there. I forgot his name. He was from Spain. Six months later, I came back home and I told my parents, this is crazy, I don't want any boarding school. So I continued school till grade 12, the last year. And I stopped school and I was homeschooled. And I got my GED. GED is is basically your high school diploma. You study, there's a big book, and then you go and do an exam at a center, and you get your GED, which means that you've completed your, your high school. Then, after losing my voice, I decided to go to Canada and become a broadcaster. And it was very exciting to me. I loved Vancouver. It's beautiful, even though it rains a lot, a lot of rain. I enjoyed it. I made good friends, memorable friends. Moving on. The reason I called this book the way I did, because I don't want to be a star anymore. I don't wish to become more famous or even more rich richer because I already have everything that I want I don't need it whatever I want I get which is nice some people can't do that they can't afford that I met a guy who who has no job who is um, he has diabetes and mental disorders and he's living on social security in America and he says that the poverty is so big for a lot of people it's crazy I've never been accustomed to to seeing things like that and he talks to me about racism in America see I grew up in a home where we never used the word racist for us Everything was equal because uh, growing up, because my dad had a job in Dubai, we lived there. And there, 
everybody treats everyone the same. We're not used to saying, oh, that person's black. Oh, that person's Asian. No, it's the complete opposite. We were, we were born there in a different mentality. But in the States, there's so much homegrown hatred, homegrown racism. And that comes back to slavery and when Lincoln abolished slavery. And to me, it doesn't fit in my head how someone can be racist. It just doesn't fit. My best friend, Sarah, in Dubai, her mom adopted four girls, two from Kenya and two from South Africa. And I was young when she adopted them. And they were like my little sisters. They were my babies. I loved them so much. My favorite was Tirza. She was like my child. I always said I wanted to adopt her. She is the cutest baby in the world. You can't imagine. And I used to help with her teaching, help with her everything. She grew up. And I haven't heard from her in a while because I've been disconnected from them for a long time. But I hope she's doing well and I send her all my love. And yeah, my dream now is to find my soulmate. I really want to find a guy I can spend the rest of my life with and be happy, and adopt, and have dogs. I want to have 10 pugs. I had a pug before. His name was King. He was adorable and crazy. So I want to have pugs. I want to have children. I want to enjoy my life, and forget about fame, and try to forget a little bit about money, because, you know, I can't live without it. Um... But fame definitely won't bring you any sort of happiness. It's only a temporary joy. Doing radio was fun. I have to admit, it was exciting. I had co-hosts. I had fun. I liked being solo too. But that it's not what I want to do anymore. I want to do something that's, that's not to serve my own purpose. I want to help people. I want to donate money. I want to be an advocate for the UN. I would love to be a UN ambassador or a UNICEF ambassador. Even if it means me traveling all around the world all the time, it doesn't bother me. I love planes. I've never been afraid to fly. I've traveled all around the world and it's it's exciting. I love it. My favorite airport is Heathrow Airport in London. It's very nice. I bought two Paddingtons from there. My dad got me another Paddington from there too. In my top rated book, Answers from Heaven, I talk about the blueprint and I really believe it. We have a blueprint in life and whatever is supposed to happen will happen. So there's no need to worry. We worry too much as human beings. Life is way too short. We worry too much. So 50% is already written. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. 
and the other 50% is your own free will. So you can say, I want to be as famous as Madonna. But if it's not written for you, then it's not going to happen no matter what you try. But if you say, I want to win the lottery, and people will tell you, you will never win the lottery. But if it was meant for you, and you take action, you get that ticket, and you do win 200 million pounds, then it was meant to be for you. But you have to take action in life. Premeditated action is the best way to go. I am half Greek and half Lebanese, as people know it. I love the islands of Greece. Of course, they're the most beautiful islands in the world. People would die to go see the Greek islands. And I've seen most of them. They're gorgeous. Whenever I'm stressed, I would love to go there and just relax and meditate. Talking about meditation, this is what got me in a better place. I met this guru who really helped me. He helped me know who I am, meditate, forget about negativity, move forward in life with power, faith, and confidence. I met a guy once in London. It was a bar. And I met this really rich business guy. He had three Aston Martins. He had two Mercedes. And he had, I think, um, the new Audi. And he offered me the world. He said, if you want to be with me, I can give you whatever I want. I told him, thanks, I already have everything I want. If I wanted to buy the Aston Martins, I can buy them. But the thing is, it's not about the money. I had no affection towards him. There was no chemistry, no nothing. So he bought me a drink. I drank it. He was very pushy. I made an excuse, went to the bathroom. After leaving the bathroom, I left the bar. We all have something that's called an inner voice. An inner voice is in your soul. It's right below your ribcage. Your inner voice talks to you. And it's a very subtle voice. It's like being psychic. It tells you what to do and what not to do. But people with big egos only listen to the ego, the strong mind the left part of the brain. See, we have two parts of the brain. We have the left and the right. The left is for logic, and the right is for creativity and intuition. So it took me a long time to listen to my inner voice, because a lot of times when I made mistakes, I would hear a small voice telling me, Chris, don't do it, don't do it, and I would do it anyway, and then I would regret it. Once you follow the path of your inner voice, everything will go your way. Everything will be fine. I was very inspired. This is one of my favorite books by Sonia Choquette. The book is called The Psychic Pathway. It's a great book, and I think you will really enjoy it. You can get it on audiobook on Amazon Audible. You can get a free trial 
or you can buy it for $42. I would suggest buying it because it's something you can listen to over and over again. And I've learned so much from her. Switching and listening to your inner voice will get you on the right path. Moving on. I have this obsession with phones. I would buy a phone every month. Whenever a new one comes out, I would sell the other one and get a new phone. And my parents are so sick of that. They're like, you're wasting your money. Why are you always buying a new phone every month? Well, now I stopped doing that. It's something I had to learn to control myself. Not because it's the latest iPhone that I need to buy every year. I've become humbled and learned that so what if you have a phone that's a year old? It's okay. Before it was, no, no, no. If it's a month old, I have to get a new one. There's no way I can keep an old phone that's a month old. I've always been obsessed with metaphysical things. I had lots of money when I was in London, and my dad would send me as much as money as I wanted. I was having lunch at Orso in Covent Garden. That's Lindsay Lohan's favorite restaurant. I don't remember what I was having. I think I do. I was having ravioli. After that, my inner voice guided me. And it told me to walk straight and take a right. I did that. And I saw a store that looked very inviting. It was a metaphysical store. You find books and you find... It was like a Harry Potter movie. And there's this woman sitting inside. She was American. And then I find a table with all these uh, flasks or kind of vases that close with like bottles. And I would see these colors. One was blue, one was green, water red water and inside there would be these herbs and stuff and I told her what what is that she said this um each one is for something it's by this hoodoo priestess from Louisiana who made them and I asked her about the clear one I said what is this one she said this is Florida water and I said what does it do she says it cleanses all the negative spirits and gives you good luck and you move forward in life. So I had lots of money and I said, okay, I want to take three or four. I got the money one, the love one, and the Florida water. And I asked her, what do you do? She says, you go to the bathroom in the shower and you just throw it all over yourself from head to toe. And you don't take a shower for two days. So I did that. And that day, I was staying at someone's house. And his daughter, Michaela, it was her birthday. And I had done that. I had uh, put all the Florida water on myself. And I smelled like, I don't know, like jasmine or something like that. And she came up to me and she said, you smell so good. And she gave me a big hug. 
I felt her energy, her aura, her essence, something that a psychic would feel, and it was very kind and innocent and sweet. Then I went back to the hoodoo priestess and I told her, I want to be happy. Look, I have money. I have the things that I want, but I want to be happy. What do I do? And she says, follow your bliss. She gave me a cross that had blue liquid inside. And she told me to wear it for the rest of my life. I was a bit hesitant at first. So she touched my hand and she said, don't worry about money. You will always be taken care of. I said, what about my relationships? She said, you will also be taken care of. So that gave me comfort. And I asked her to do a spell for me, a spell that would give me good luck. She gave me a St. Jude um, candle. It's a green candle with glitter inside and some liquids, potions that she made. She said, this candle will last you seven nights. So put it in your room, light it, and leave it on. And that's how I will connect you by sending you this spell. So I did that for seven days, and then the candle burnt out. I started to getting new opportunities. I started getting things that I wanted and all the doors were opening up for me. I got a job that I had no experience in and I was making a lot of money. But still that brought me no happiness because in the end I wanted someone to love me. I wanted love, and I still haven't found my soulmate. So whatever is written in the blueprint will happen. If it's meant to happen for me, then it will. Going back to the internet, please, 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 I implore you, do not believe all the fake news about me, especially on YouTube, on Quora, on Imgur, on Facebook, Twitter, do not believe the fake news about me. It's all false, as I've learned by my guru, that it's because people are jealous, because people want to have the life that I have, that they would write horrible things and create lies. And they do that because they're desperate. They want to be rich. They want fame, they want things to be better for them, so they hurt you instead to make themselves feel better. Somebody wise once told me that when you stop searching, that's when you find. So I'm going to stop searching for a soulmate, searching for love, and if it happens, then it will definitely happen. My favorite quote is from Mark Twain, and he says, I've had many troubles in my life, but most of them never happened. 
which means we worry so much about things that will never happen. That's why I don't believe in the law of attraction, like attracts like. It's all bullcrap. I've thought of such horrible, disgusting, terrible things that would ruin my life. And nothing bad happened. How is that? See, that's proof that there's no such thing as the law of attraction. Being positive won't make you famous. Being negative won't make you famous. It's not about that. It's all about calculation. It's all about using your inner voice, using your mind, your logic. God gave us a mind to use. Use it. Be smart. Take shortcuts. Do whatever you can. Push. Walk all over people to get to where you want to get. Life is a jungle. We need to fight. We're not here to just be dormant. We need to fight. There are awful people in the world. We have to admit that. And they want us, they want to bring us down. So we need to fight. We need to step on some people in life sometimes. We need to fight. And if it's meant to happen, it's gonna happen whether they like it or not. I've written quotes that became famous, but my favorite quote that I've written is, Unity can create miracles, but only willingness will get you there. See, if we are one, if we believe that we are one collective, and we work together to help each other, that's when we can thrive. We can thrive in life this way. One day, I asked my guru, what's my purpose in life? And he answered, he said, we don't have a purpose. I was shocked. I said, what? He said, look at all the destruction and wars in the world because they think they have a purpose. They think that God told them what to do and what not to do. He said, your purpose here is for your soul. Your soul is coming here to learn and to be joyful. So our purpose is to learn on earth so we can take whatever we learn in our soul to heaven or in people believe in reincarnation, we can take it to another life. So our purpose is to learn and to be joyful. I got fan questions which I like to share with you and one of them was like, which singer would you like to marry? And I said, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day. Which actor would you like to marry? I said, Josh Duhamel. Which celebrity would you like to collaborate with? I said, Madonna. What is your favorite flower? I said, orange tulips. How do you deal with all the money that you have? Well, as I said before, I don't control my money. It's my family. What movie would you like to star in? Well, that's very easy. I've always been a huge fan of the Scream franchise. And I wish I had met Wes Craven before he died. I would have loved to be in all of the Scream movies. Scream 5 is 
coming out in 2022. I think that Wes Craven gave permission to Kevin Williamson to do another Scream. I just love the Scream franchise. I think it's funny, scary at the same time, and enjoyable. What is Chris's favorite food? Well, I like caviar. And I like tuna sashimi, which is like sushi but without the rice. I like unagi sashimi. And I like swordfish sashimi. Who is your favorite designer? Christian Dior, Donatella Versace. What is the famous, sorry, what is the most um, liked watch that you have? My favorite watch is a Fendi watch. It's the zip code collection. The nine and the three are made of diamonds. How did you become a size zero? Okay, I'm going to share with you. I'm going to spill the beans. As my guru taught me, he said, fasting is the most powerful thing. And I did it for two months. Can you believe it? Two months. All I did was drink tons and tons of water. Coffee was okay. I drank coffee because it suppresses your appetite. And whenever I felt extremely hungry, I would eat an apple. And that's how I became a size zero. I did not exercise. I did not do anything. I just fasted. And because my metabolism is very slow, exercise wouldn't have helped. Because when you don't eat, fat just dissolves. It just dissolves. What is your favorite movie? Oh, that's that's tough. If it's a comedy romance, I would have to say The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. If it's a horror, then it would be Scream and Freddy Krueger. If it's a romance, I would like How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. If it's drama, then it's The Hours with Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, and Julianne Moore. I remember the first credit card I got when I was working at a job in Dubai. And my limit was 20000 So I spent 14000 in one week. And I had to work hard to pay it off. And I couldn't work that hard to pay it off. So my dad had to pay the debt. And that is how I'm a big spender. And that is why I'm not in control of my money. Because I overspend. If I had to do everything over again, would I do it? Yes. Because in life, there are no mistakes. There are only lessons. I can't live without my Apple TV. Whenever I travel, I always take my Apple TV with me. This is something I can't live without. One of my favorite TV series is American Horror Story. My favorite is Coven. And Apocalypse. 
Two years ago, I was at Louis Vuitton, and I saw these shoes that I loved so much, and they were around $10,000, and I said, should I buy it? Should I buy it? Do I need the money? Do I need to spend the money? Do I need those shoes? Then something stopped me and said, no, Chris, you don't need these shoes. You have lots of shoes. Why would you want to splurge all that money just because it's Louis Vuitton? So the, for the first time I stopped myself and I said, I'm not going to buy them. In London, there's a place called Covent Garden and there you find a lot of psychic shops and I went to one of them. I was a bit skeptical at first. I went in there were crystals everywhere. I got a citrine crystal. C citrine is a money crystal. It's called the merchant stone. It just looked so beautiful. It was a tumbled stone, so I decided to get it. So I asked the lady, I said, how much is one hour with a psychic? And she said, 30 pounds. I said, okay. I paid her. I went upstairs. And there was a guy, around 60, he was wearing glasses, and straight away he told me, how are you feeling now? I said to him, I'm alright. He said, are the medications helping? I said to him, how, how do you know that I'm taking medications? He says, because you are sick. You have a mental illness. And straight away I was baffled and I sat down and I wanted to know more. He told me, he said, Now is not the time for you to stay in England nor travel around the world. You need to be close to your family because you need the love and support. I asked him questions. He said, Don't worry about money. You will be well taken care of for the rest of your life. What about love? He says, It's tricky, but you will find love, maybe not now, but later on in life when you are more mature. I said, What about friendships? He said, Friendships will come and go with you. It's up to you to keep them. Then I said to him, what about good luck? He said, you are one of the luckiest people in the world because you have the best spirit guide. His name is Leo. And I told him, yes, sometimes I do feel like somebody's guiding me. He said, yes, his name is Leo. He sits on the right side of you all the time. He's always there to guide you. So whenever you meditate... Ask him questions, and he will help you. People always think that Hollywood is so beautiful and luxurious, but when you walk in Hollywood streets, they're very dirty. Very dirty, sad, lots of prostitutes. The beautiful places are like Malibu, Burbank, and Beverly Hills.
So I hope to find my soulmate one day. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, oh well, it's okay. I will live by the blueprint and whatever happened will happen. Whatever is meant to happen will happen. I used to be so obsessed with fame and now I don't want it anymore. Fame will only bring you destruction. You'll have no privacy. You'll have no life of your own. And everybody will criticize you and tell you what to do for the rest of your life. And that is why I want to find myself, research myself, and find someone to love, get better friends, and live a happy stable life. I really enjoyed sharing everything with you. I love you guys so much. I'm very grateful, very honored to be sharing my life with you. Thank you very much.